Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 461 of the Podcast. I'm your host, as always. I'm Tyler. Joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. My God. Before we even went through and started recording and stuff like that, Tyler and I have been watching Full Gear. Mm-hmm. God damn, that was a good show. Yes, it was. Yes, it I hadn't even had a chance to watch the first two matches. I actually arrived late, had to take up a couple loose ends after work, but still... From all the matches I did see, I mean, there was some bangers on that one, man. It made me feel pretty fucking excited for more pro wrestling, mm. which is a welcome addition to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, I'm doing all right. Another work week, another crazy work week, another another bunch of uh, unruly people going through, donating stuff and, like, you know, causing panic and shit, you know, just all this same old, same old retail shit. Yeah. It's not just the cowboy shit, it's the retail the shit. The retail shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of shit. There's shit everywhere. Shit happens, as they say. Yep, exactly the point. The force gump but, made that step saying. But I am glad to say where it's like, I had a chance to finish a game this week. Mm. I know we'll get into that a bit later. But I've also had a chance to try a couple of new games this week. So that is also a good banger. To nice. off with. So Tyler, how have you been doing? Doing okay, you know. Uh, you know, it's the week after extra life, so it's bittersweet. Mm. You know, like it's you know, on one hand, you know, I recovered, but on the other hand, I'm sad it's over. Uh, I'm really happy. I ended up taking. I was initially going to take that Monday off and just say the 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 extra the other vacation day, but glad I took it because I really needed that Tuesday. Tuesday was like my was my day where I like I felt like I got right and mm. like got like. Did a bunch of shit around the house. Got caught up on a bunch of shit on my laundry and cleaning, and all that. I definitely need that day because, like, we, we, you know, we recorded last Sunday. We were miserable, and then Monday, yeah, just felt like a turd still. <laughs> and then it was like I woke up Tuesday morning, and I was just like, I feel like you know, semi alive again. So back to normal. So um, no, I'm doing pretty good though. Other than that, you know, it's just another work week. I I, I think I I think we should just make it so that. We just work um, three days a week every week from now on, and just have yeah, five, really. just four day weekends should just be the standard. Mm. You don't have to give me holidays anymore. You know, <laughs> you don't have to give me pay- vacation. Yes, paid holidays. That's fine. Just, I'll, I'll, I don't need them. Just Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. That's all I need. I don't care. May Fourth of July. I don't even care about that. Honestly, just, just give me those three. Good to go. Four day weekends, and you know, work three days a week. I'll even work three tens. I don't give a shit. Three twelves. I'll fucking work it. Just keep give me those, please. Um, yeah, no other. I'm doing all right, you know. But uh, oh, you know, it's uh, daylight savings time. It's fucked me all up. So you know, that sucks. Get a lot more sleep though, which is nice. But yeah, really just tired of being tired, and it's like, oh fuck, it's only like six o'clock. It's like I'm ready for bed. It's only like six o'clock. <laughs> like that's fuck. Uh, but anyways, I'm just kind of rambling now. Uh, yeah, no, a, um, so we, yeah, we just watched the AEW full gear. Uh, AEW is a wrestling promotion that's just been kicking all kinds of ass, uh, since it came around about two years ago. Um, and pre- basically one of the, pretty much the most watched wrestling company now. Um, yep. and uh, yeah, now it's like must see television for me. It's my, it's my ritual every Wednesday to watch them. And then, uh, I usually watch the Friday night show. I usually watch Saturday morning. That's so kind of like my Saturday morning cartoon is watching the Friday show rampage. And then, uh, every three months we get a awesome pay-per-view and 
you know, this one did not disappoint. I, uh, uh, Gables and I both watched it together. It was a uh, fan fucking tastic. Uh, we got to see mm-hmm. some cowboy shit. We had to watch some a couple people. We saw we saw a bunch of people just beat the shit out of each other. So that yeah. was uh, that was uh, yeah. It was from first match. There was nine matches. None of them disappointed. They're all fan fucking tastic. It was a good four hour show. So we're starting a little later than usual. So that's the only downside. But I, I I'm totally fine with that because that was a fantastic show. Um, if it would have been a bad show, then you know, been a little different, but that was an awesome show. But um, anyways, this is not why we're why you're here. It's not why we're here. We are here to talk about video games, guys, and we're gonna jump into that right now. Um, another kind of a light week, Gables. Not a lot going on yes. in the world of gaming, you know. But uh, um, I feel like we might hear some shit. We you know we might see some shit. We're just gonna say start saying shit a lot more. I think now because of some cowboy <laughs> shit going on in celebration of <laughs> Hangman Adam Page finally winning uh, the AEW World Title. Um, mm-hmm. But Gables. Um, you know, like I was saying, I think we're gonna hear some more shit as we go on because of uh, um, you know, Game Awards. Go. It's kind of we got, you know, we're getting closer, but you know, we're getting closer. To, you know, we get those like kind of E3 rumors and shit. You don't know what to believe. Mm. Um, man, I really feel like I'm just saying shit a lot now. <laughs> I just, I, it just feels like that episode of South Park when they're allowed to say shit for the first time and they start saying shit constantly. Uh, I'm just gonna call the title the title of this episode shit. Um, but anyways. Um, this is one rumor that is not actually game awards, uh, intertwined here. This is kind of mm-hmm. popped up and we've had a few like, uh, kind of prominent leakers in the, uh, world of Xbox kind of corroborate with it. Maybe give it a little more, not totally like say it's going to happen, but kind of like hint that it's happening and give a little more credence to possibly this thing is happening. So we, the X- Xbox did announce that, um, about a month ago that on, Monday, the 15th, which is the 20th anniversary of the original Xbox and the 20th anniversary of Halo, that they are um, going to, they are going to have a little event kind of celebrating the history of Xbox, uh, show off some stuff. But they weren't going to show off anything. They said no new releases, like kind of kept, you know, kind of keep everything in check as far as expectations. Don't expect like fucking Fallout 6 at this or 5. I don't even know what Fallout they're on at this point. Um, but, you know, kind of keep expectations in check. And then just kind of out of the blue, like Thursday afternoon, evening, and then Friday really kind of took off with it um, where um, people are starting to say that we might be getting the Halo Infinite multiplayer on mm. Monday to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox. So, um, most, like I said, multiple um, Windows Central is really prominent. There's another one. I can't remember his name, but he's like leaked Halo maps before they like um they've they've been announced he's like he's leaked other things too um from what I'm, I'm this is not my bag just kind of reading around kind of getting figuring out what's going on here but a lot of prominent leakers in the xbox world are coming out nate the hate um saying kind of corroborating some of this so um i don't know Gables, i mean wh- what's your expectations of them possibly releasing the uh the multiplayer a few weeks early to be perfectly honest with you, yeah, it's possible they're celebrating a major milestone. Microsoft is in regards to the Xbox brand, but at the same point, you know, I wouldn't give too much of the hopes up in regards to saying it, the seeing it maybe like a couple of weeks early in that regards. But at the same point, we're not even sure what exactly they're going to go through and announce at this anniversary style event. You know, so yeah. I'm keeping my expectations really at a low point right at this moment in time because I don't want to get so excited to where it's like it's going to be disappointed about it. 
But at the same time, I'm going into the event where it's like, I, I don't know. Just go ahead and just announce whatever shit that you got. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not expecting too many announcements. I think it's just kind of a look back more so and then maybe some like updates is what they kind of initially said. And then this kind of blew up. I, I, I think there will be some sort of release of a Halo multiplayer on Monday. Oh, okay. Whether it's a beta or maybe it's like a soft launch kind of thing. Um, I heard someone say, what if they put it behind Game Pass? Which I thought, that's kind of a smart idea business-wise, but, like, but uh, I heard other people saying, well, that's just a quick way to piss a lot of people off. Which, yeah, because it is free to play, but I'm like, also, it's coming out three weeks early, so, like, hey, right now, you could play Battlefield, yeah, you could play Battlefield 2042 early if you get EA Play or the best deal in gaming, Game Pass. Um, so I, I did actually play a couple of matches of Battlefield 2042 uh, today. Um, not bad. Uh, but um, that's, I'm not really going to, that's my review. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I could definitely see something, whether it's another one of their Halo flights they've been doing. I got in, I got in one of the last ones, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, but it was like the big team battle, and I just got my ass whooped. It was not going great, Gables, for me at all mm. whatsoever. I just all sides, just all fucking sides. Just the, <laughs> just the entire elite giving me BTE triggers is what it was. Just surrounded. Just <laughs> um, like BTE triggers. Yeah, just, that's another <laughs> AEW reference for people. Um <laughs> Fucking, anyways, just putting tacks in my mouth and fucking giving knees to the face. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I, I think it'd be really cool. I like, I think they always wanted to release it on this date to kind of or do something big on this date. We, we do have the new headset and the controller coming um, oh. on Monday for the 20th anniversary, but I, I think they always wanted to do something big for that day. Uh, and maybe this is it, like, whether it's a beta or a soft launch. Or even hiding behind Game Pass. I mean, I can understand when people get upset about it to a certain extent, but I'm like, it's also it's three weeks early. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just say, hey, play it here, and then we're going to wipe everything on December 7th, you know, and then you got to start over on the 8th. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be necessarily the 1.0, but I think there's a very good chance. I, I'm believing the hype of something is going to happen. Um, or maybe it's just like, here's a handful of maps. It's not the full thing. Here's some ha- Here's some maps couple maps and you know some some of the the uh different types of matches you can you can play but it's not the full thing so i don't know I, I'm, I'm excited for people you know we are not the halo guys i know you I mean you beat the entire halo series last year uh i've been like midway through halo 5 for about two months now because i just don't like that game uh but i'm excited for this because I, I enjoyed four three and one when i played them mm. um but yeah i don't know I, i'm pumped i i'm i'm i was already excited for this um but now I'm like a little more because it's just like I, I like exciting things. And this sounds exciting for a lot of people. Um, moving on, Gables, to our next story here. Uh, so um, the GTA uh, collection, anthology, legacy, trilogy, uh, remaster of three Vice City and San Andreas uh, came out on the 11th to I think I think it was like the 20th anniversary or 19. It was an anniversary of I think three. Um, so that's why it came out on Thursday. Uh, so they announced this about a month ago. And when they announced it, they said here in a couple weeks, we're going to pull the originals all down from the, every store. So they're long on yeah. steam, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, maybe I don't know if they're on Nintendo, but they pulled all those ones down a couple weeks ago. They gave us everybody a couple, gave everybody a couple weeks notice. Um, but then they, uh, um, Announced that the GTA trilogy collection, whatever that's just so wordy, 
uh, will only be available to buy for PC on the Rockstar uh, launcher. Um, and, you know, they like I said, they pulled down from Epic and Steam and everywhere else. Well, come to find out, Gables, it is completely, absolutely broken on the PC to the point that they actually just, so they they uh, pulled it from the store. But the problem is, is not only did they pull it from the store, they basically just shut down the entire Rockstar launcher. So people that bought this game on PC, you're no longer, you are not allowed, not able to even play the game at all right now. And not only are you not able to play these games right now, you're not able to play GTA 5 online or Red Dead Redemption 2 online. So they pulled everything down and I get like, they kind of went silent on Twitter about it. They, they then they pulled it, but then like they went silent for a while and they kind of gave an update. So it sounds like um, there's a lot of like uh, develop, like development notes that were in there and like uh, unlicensed music was in there. And I guess it was extremely like broken and buggy. Like, um, like a rain, the rain effects were just weird. There's some, uh, I meant to show you before we started recording. Uh, there's some, a uh, couple of like uh, people posted some videos online. Uh, just the crazy shit that's going on in, in this game. Like, I don't want to call it Cyberpunk broken, but um, I guess the equivalent for a remaster of broken. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's so fucking wild. Like every, everything else seems to be working. I heard the Switch one is not great though either, um, but it's playable. It's just not doesn't run very well. Uh, right. I, I, it's very weird. A lot of people are excited for the bite on Switch, and I'm like, why? It's like, I'm not even trying to be a dick it's towards... It's a Switch effect, dude. I mean, that's just I basically get... what... A lot of major people that use their Switch and stuff are just happy to have it on the mobile on the go for that console sort of experience on the go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand your sentiment, man, because it's like, I have my consoles and stuff at home. I can easily play it on the PS5 or an Xbox or whatever the hell, or even PC if I chose to, but I'm not going to because of this shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's it's bad. Um, it's kind of like the what was that Warcraft? Was that Warcraft three that Blizzard Warcraft did? Warcraft three. Yeah, no. like it's that level of like bad and but like a broken version as well. It's like it's just it's nuts. Like uh, they talked about. I guess like the the team they had work on this um, Rockstar did is the people that are doing the mobile ports of these games. And I don't know. I don't want to dunk on these people because I feel bad because it's like it doesn't sound like it's their fault. It sounds like they just maybe they weren't equipped. Maybe they're just not the team that's a, they're not equipped to handle this. They didn't have enough time because uh, this thing was supposed to come out in October and they delayed it. it. It wasn't officially announced until October, but it was initially supposed to come out in early October because uh, I mean there, there was this thing leaked everywhere. It was on every ratings board, um, yep. everything like that, and it was very weird because people were talking uh, the day before it came out. People were like, "There's we've had no gameplay trailers." anything for this game not we've seen nothing for this game other than like we've seen some the cutscenes of the game but we haven't seen any actual gameplay and it's like well how worried should you be they're remasters of uh games from three generations ago and mm-hmm. here we go and it's i don't know i mean give us what's your what's your thoughts on all this it's extremely disappointing this is a major this is a major company rockstar remaking some of their most famous games and their franchise inside of their company's history not to have it remastered into the extent, into the standard that they normally go through and release their games, that's criminal. And quite honestly, it's absolute bullshit that they release the games in that sort of state. Mm-hmm. I understand they're still working on it. That company's still working on it, trying to get things all ironed out and stuff. But taking on the Rockstar launcher where it affects other games like GTA Five and Red Dead Redemption 2, that is absolutely stupid. Because it's like, 
if they would have had all their eggs in the basket, I know COVID and stuff plays a role in this as well, mm. but this is a major company. They knew exactly what they had. They released it anyway, and honestly, it was a lot worse than anticipated, so this is another aspect of disappointing launch. Probably going to see it maybe six months down the line or something where it's like, oh, okay, maybe it's in a playable state. Well, I'm hoping it's sooner than that because yeah. the people that paid their hard-earned money to play that game on PC deserve to have a workable fucking port, especially when they go through the extra mile of taking away the original games on the service, on Steam, on the Epic Game Store, on wherever they bought it digitally on PC. And you're right, man. It's like a Warcraft 3 situation because that's what Activision Blizzard did. They took away the game that gamers were enjoying for years and instead put together a fucking crap remake and stuff that's going to go through and like undermine everything that was good about the original. Yeah. For GTA 3, just sounds like a bunch of uh, miscellaneous, just miscellaneous hodgepodge of shit that just added into some form of like a colossal misfire in regards to its launch, in regards to its durability in terms of, like, stability, obviously. I mean, come on, the game has to run in order for people to enjoy that damn thing. But Yeah. yeah. We, we need to have it to at least run comparably to, like, the fucking PS2 and Xbox standard, at least, for God's sake. Yeah. You're built a multi-billion dollar company. Get your shit on straight. Someone had a really <laughs> great tweet that said, I can't believe GTA V runs better on the PS3 then GTA 3 runs on the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn, what a burn. Ah, that... uh, yes, that's an amazing response to that, man. That is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just... I think it's just like... Go, like I, I mentioned this when we were talking about the, the Vita and the PSP and everything getting shut mm. down. People were upset about that. And I'm like, my point was like, yes, we've had years to buy these games. And it's like, they, they're giving you, you know, at that point, six months notice to buy these games. Um, you know, if, if you really wanted those things, you would have bought them then. And that was kind of my, when they, when they announced it, like, I thought it was kind of like, it's kind of shitty. They're giving like a week or two notice that they're mm. getting rid of these. But also it was kind of the same rule kind of applied a little bit to where I'm like, well, if you really want them, you would have bought them a long time ago. Like yeah. to, the difference, obviously the big difference between, getting six months notice to, or like Nintendo gives a year plus notices when they're shutting down a store to a couple weeks notice. And then not only are you taking these away, but then you're giving us subpar versions of these. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a, like I'm not a GTA. I, I didn't really enjoy these games back. I played them a lot back in the day, but it was just like more so because I just, we were just playing with a group of friends. You go back and forth, rack up as many stars as you can, you just fuck around, you know, but, um, Never been a big fan of them, so for me, it's like I'm not super upset about it. But yeah, it's just kind of I'm, I'm bummed out for the people because a lot of people were like super excited for this, and it's just like I've still seen people that are pretty ex having a good time, and they're still uh, excited for these and saying some decent things about them on at least the PS5 and the Xbox. And San Andreas is on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, best deal in gaming. That's deals. true. Um, so um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of just kind of bummer. I like you said, six months. It's got to be sooner than that because and what really sucks is like they're costing themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, not making any of that money, not selling shark cards for GTA 5 online. And then whatever, I don't know what Red Dead Redemption 2 does online, but um, yeah, it's like they need to get that shit going here soon. Like, I mean, it sucks. Like on just, it releases Thursday, Friday, they shut the thing down and it's like 
people just bought these brand new games for the week, like going into the weekend. And not only did you take away the brand new games, they can't even play the old games that they probably enjoyed playing. So, yep, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully they get that fixed soon. But uh, Gables, moving on to soon, uh, my favorite topic of the fucking week. Gables are uh, the week, the month, MPDs. So uh, video games still doing super duper well here. Uh, from so uh, once again, hardware uh, uh, saw the biggest pop with an 82% leap compared to this same period in 2020. Um, mm. Incredible software uh, was up 11%. So obviously, the majority of the sales were were just people buying. Um, hardware was up 82%. Software was up 11%. So people, you know, with, even with the pandemic and COVID better obviously way better than what it was this time last year um people were still buying games at a high, high rate and also obviously you have new consoles out there um so some cool stuff out of this uh I want, going through the top 20 here uh number 20 breath of the wild number 19 mortal kombat 2 what mortal kombat 2 oh 11 i, I don't know why yeah i don't know why i thought that was a two uh sorry i'm like why is two on here what happened Did i missed something uh 18 diablo 2 17 miles morales uh, 16 minecraft 15 new animal crossing new horizon 14 smash Bros. ultimate 13 ghost of Tsushima, 12 uh, black ops cold war 11 mario kart 8 mario kart 8 staying pat at 11 uh number 10 nba 2k 22 number 9 nhl 22 Number eight, Mario, Super, Mario Party Superstars. That's a new one that just came out last month. Uh, number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number five, oh, fucking Christ. Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yabi, the Hino Kami Chronicles. Did I nail that? I feel like I nailed that. Dude, that's like handing <laughs> off to fucking... It's like Aaron Rodgers handing off to the fucking halfback. What was it like? Who... Aaron Jones or something like that, of him just fumbling yeah. over his feet. It's like, I, feel <laughs> but, like, uh, I feel like Aaron Rodgers was like when someone's trying to give him a COVID shot. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, Demon Slayer, Kamitsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. That's, yeah, that's, oh, that's, ex- that's like exactly what I said. Sounds. That's exactly what I, I feel like I said that exact same thing. It almost sounds like you were saying, yeah, you, there's a lot of, like Kimosabi. <laughs> same thing. Same thing to me. Oh fucking uh, Christ! God damn! Why, why can't we just? Eh, never mind. Number four, Madden NFL 22. Number three, Metroid Dread. Number two, Back for Blood. Number one, Far Cry 6. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new games in the top nine here. Um, what's I think some of the incredible stuff here is uh, something I thought was kind of interesting here. Skyward Sword not in the top twenty. Yeah, Breath of the Wild That's still very is. True. So, um. Kind of we were just talking about that uh, last week about how uh, with the MPD with the Nintendo sales updates where they said that uh, you know it's a high, it already outsold the Skyward Sword or, or the on, on the Wii. So um, I don't know. I, I, I thought that'd keep going for a little while. Um, but yeah, Far Cry Six uh, still selling well. I believe they said though it is behind five uh, on that. But I feel like that's kind of the you know well even though I think overall uh, thoughts about six is it's better. People like it better, but it's like, you know, the complaint is more Far Cry, but we always kind of hear about when games, the the one that pays the price for the bad game is the next game. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that's the case here. It's like, we're like, the the ultimate, you know, comparison is Assassin's Creed Unity was at that point the best selling Assassin's Creed of all time because it followed up four. But then the one after that, I can't remember. The, it was one with uh, Syndicate. Syndicate. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how he'll do that. And I don't. 
But um, it uh, was one of the worst selling ever, even though it was far superior than uh, Unity. But Unity was obviously broken and buggy and just overall not a very good game. So I think that's kind of the case here with 6. Uh, Back for Blood be number 2, despite being uh, day and date on Game Pass. But uh, we've seen a, we've seen a, this happen with um, uh, uh, Outriders earlier this year, where it was day and date yep. on Game Pass and was number 3 that month. And then MLB The Show was... I uh, believe in the top five the month it was oh, yeah. day and date. Uh, so we've, we have a history of this now with games that are cross-console cross and PC could still do well despite being on Game Pass. Or maybe because of Game Pass. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Gables, uh, I think it's kind of interesting here. So Metroid Dread, number three. Uh, the, oddly enough, some uh, some uh, we got some sales number here. Uh, in the United States in the first month, not including... Um, uh, Anything in environment. This is just for the month of October. Uh, in the United States only, physical and digital sales, 864,000 copies. Um, mm. We do know that in Japan, they did about 120,000 copies physically only. Uh, so that would say in that launch month, it did over... And that's, we don't even know Europe or anywhere else that it's well over a million copies in its first month out there. So um, I think a lot of people were hoping that it would cross that 3 million threshold, which would put it above Metroid prime i believe is the number one seller uh and it's like 2.87 million i want to say um yeah i don't know i mean kind of looking at this list cables what's your thoughts and everything else all right so for the list entirety i am highly surprised that metroid dread is inside the top three with how successful this game has been this is obviously going to be smashing like anything else inside the franchise in its first month or two on the market I mean, the other game that's like higher up above that is the original Metroid Prime for the GameCube. But man, it's like it's it's crazy, you know. Thinking nowadays, like a new Metroid game game is a top seller, like within the top five at least mm-hmm. inside of the the month of release. That's something Metroid games don't generally do. They are usually some some games are like barely able to scrape for like a half a million copies. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just one of the hurdles that Metroid games have had, but, you know, a combination of how popular the Switch is and also how popular it is that uh, there hasn't been a actual full-on Metroid game since the Game Boy Advance. You know, like a new Metroid game since Game Boy Advance, since Fusion, back around 2002, 2003. Yeah, that same that same time frame and stuff when Prime came out. So it's yeah. like... That honestly surprised me seeing it inside the top three. Another one that was a big surprise is seeing the Demon Slayer game. Not only within the top five, though, but outselling Guardians of the Galaxy, which is only like a few slots down. But uh, that's also, that honestly continues a trend that uh, has been happening not only in the video game landscape, but also inside the graphic novel landscape. As in the United States, Demon Slayer is the most popular in regards to selling graphic novels the entire United States. In comparison to other, like, comics inside, like, even from, like, the major distributors like Marvel and Capcom, not Capcom, Marvel, and fucking uh, DC, DC, I have fighting games on the brain for some reason, <laughs> but, uh, yes, the quality of those comic comics from those distributors have gone down, like, this exponentially over the past five years and stuff to a point where it's like a lot of the Japanese graphic novels are getting, are so highly popular are starting to get like an influx like they were back around the late 2000s yeah the late 2000s early 2010s 
But uh, yeah, we're seeing it in video game form here. It was like Demon Slayer in its first month, you know? It's like in the top five. It's one of those, like... It looks like one of those, like, action... Just, like, action beat-em-up style of games and stuff. 3D beat-em-up, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that was very surprising. I mean, obviously, you know, like, seeing... Oh, gosh. Yeah, seeing Breath of the Wild still on here, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny how that's the last spot... Yeah, it jumped back 20. into the top 20 because it wasn't in last yeah, month. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that thing was at 25 during last month, and it surged back up. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but I think maybe it had to do in large part possibly to... Uh, oh the OLED, gosh. maybe? Possibly. You know yeah. what? That's also a good correlation because the OLED model has did sell quite well in terms of its launch month and a couple of games did benefit from a sales boost i mean obviously metroid dread being one of them because that Mm. was the game that was advertised alongside the oled but another breath of the wild that's the first game that people associate with the nintendo switch because when it first launched so seeing that in the top 20 now makes sense to me but uh back for blood definitely a strong showing i was fairly surprised with that. I honestly didn't think that Far Cry 6 was going to be at number one. I thought it was still going to be like either a sports game, like, say, NBA 2K22 still, or maybe even, like, God, FIFA would still probably be in the top five. Yeah, but, yeah, six, Cry, yeah. but, yeah, man, Far Cry 6, you know, that's a great showing for them. Most, more or less, a good recognizable game and stuff. Many people are wanting to go through, plus... The game has been advertised the hell and back, you know, over the past six months to a year. Yeah. So, yeah, seeing it sell number one overall, I mean, grand scheme of things, yeah, I'm not. That's not too surprising. But uh, I didn't have a chance to try it out. Mm. Honestly, if I ever do, I mean, it's probably going to be a, a while from now because I'm fairly satisfied with the games I have currently. Of course, I know I'm going to be picking up Brilliant Diamond sometime during the next week. But, uh, yeah, you know what? That's pretty much it. You know, yeah. Metroid Dread selling well, Demon Slayer impressing, plus everything else. Yeah. I think the NBA 2K22 probably could be number one. Uh, yeah. But they don't do digital. Uh, Take-Two Take doesn't do digital sales anymore. Uh, they stopped doing that last year. That's why we saw GTA 5 fall off the top 20 list. Ah, um, uh, digital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? But I mean, Far Cry Six is number eight in the uh, for best selling game in twenty twenty one already, uh, which wow. is amazing. But uh, they typically would see when they when they launch, they they're almost immediately in the top five every time. So that's why when it, even though it's doing super well, probably can then be a little disappointing. Um, I think they did uh, Nintendo did also say that they sold about three hundred fifty thousand Switch OLEDs in the month of October, um, out of like I think a, a little under eight hundred thousand. Switch is sold in total. Um, but uh, I think Nintendo has also said that they uh, the majority of people that bought them are a large, not I shouldn't say majority, but a large percentage of people that bought an OLED already owned a Switch. So okay. who knows how many new users are, but like that's not super unusual uh, when you see stuff like this, when you like you hear about people that like uh, when they buy a Pro, PS4 Pro, or the Xbox One X, they like they already owned a PS4 or an Xbox one. They just upgraded. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not too surprised by that. That seems going to be the standard. Um, but like the Marvel's guardians, Galaxy being number seven, um, behind the, uh, Japanese game. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, speak badly of that game, but you know, this is Marvel's guardians of the galaxy. 
that was heavily promoted. I see it constantly when I'm watching football compared to Demon Slayer, a game I didn't know anything really about. I've, I've seen a couple of people talk about it on Twitter, but I didn't know anything about it until really until I didn't know what the game was until Gable just told me about now. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, to see that above it, even though I know it had a few weeks, uh, it, it had a full month compared to Guardians be only having four days. Uh, right. I, I'm wondering if, you know, like we're just talking about Far Cry 6 paying the, the price of five. I feel like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy is paying the price for Marvel's Avengers. Or, I, I mean, being number seven, not bad. But, I mean, Marvel's Avengers was number two the month it launched. Uh, yes. It was only behind Madden that month. Yep. And when it launched in September. And that thing fell off of the fucking face of a goddamn mountain the, right after that. I mean, even though it sold super well, um, comparatively, I think, you know, probably 90% of other games that come out would, would kill for those numbers. Um down overall, but you know, and then we also have Mario Party Superstars. People seem pretty excited about this one, pretty happy about this one, so that's good. Um, I you know, I, I, it's been a long time since so I feel like people are like coming out mostly pretty positive about a Mario Party game. Like, I feel like Super Mario Party, like when I even when I played it, and a lot of other people were like, we're getting on the right track, but we're just not quite there yet. And it sounds like Mario Party Superstars, and uh, although it is just basically like a, a like the best of. The 64 yep. games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy people are happy about it. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for that. Gables, you know, you, did, you were just talking about Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, yeah. So apparently some leaks are happening with uh, that. Or the game got out um, early in some areas. I don't know if you got a chance to like look into any of that. But uh, I guess, so I'm kind of, I don't, I don't know if you're like avoiding it or if you just don't really know or don't know too much about it. But I guess a lot of Pokemon fans are kind of upset about this one where like, what's the, like the, the third version of uh shiny or pearl and diamond. Okay. So the third em- version of that is actually platinum platinum. Okay. So a lot of people are upset because I guess usually when we've had these remakes in the past, they basically just take that third version and then mm-hmm. remake that one and, and just kind of build upon that one for these individual right. games. And I guess this one isn't doing that. Um, and I guess, uh, like there's, I don't know the difference between platinum and these two, but there's, they don't have any of those elements from there. And yeah, I guess people are just, just not happy about just some of the things that are going on in this game. And I don't know. I I don't know if you, what you know about it or if you've heard anything, but I was just kind of, I was kind of curious on your input on, on that one. If you, if you know what they might be about. All right. So. In regards to the differences between Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, I can recall back in the day, the differences between like Diamond and Pearl as opposed to Platinum and stuff is one, the Diamond and Pearl, the original releases and stuff, were fairly slow in terms of like a story-building perspective. There were certain things that were kind of ajar. It took some bit of time in order to try to get into the games and of itself because there were a bunch of like hitches and stuff like that that really kind of grinded a bit and stuff before you could really get into the games. There were some Pokemon selections in the early game that really didn't seem like they were that great, especially if you decided not to choose the fire starter, like Chimchar. Like okay. there was only maybe one or two other fire type Pokemon throughout the entirety, unless you went through and like picked Chimchar as your main Pokemon throughout that experience. Cause it's like, I went through the entirety of diamond with uh, Turtwig, right, the grass starter, and I never could find that one concrete fire 
Pokemon, you know, which would have made things a little bit more balanced, a little bit more easier in regards to some areas inside. But the differences between that and then you have Platinum. Platinum introduced a couple of different things. One, it was... Obviously, you had this sort of, like, this different type of, like, zone towards the later part of the story aspect of the game itself that tied into Garatina and also tied into, like, uh, the leader of Team Galactic, Cyrus, and stuff. All that sort of, like, uh, all this sort of, like, intricacies and stuff with Garatina and stuff with, like, the whole elements of, like, I think it was, like, space, time, and then you have, like, some sort of distortion world type of aspect to it, so... There were other types of increase in like uh, implementations of improvements from Pokemon selection being a lot more varied. There were more Pokemon that were added in regards to this version as opposed to the other ones. Whereas you had a little bit more of like a variety of certain teams and stuff like that you can make up for. And of course there were kind of other features I know I have forgotten about over the years. I mean, hell, the last time I played through Pokemon Platinum, it was a few years ago when I was doing the whole run of uh, mainstream games. The, the whole run of like the main yeah. line Pokemon games on the way to the release of Sword and Shield. Don't regret that at all. That was a fantastic experience. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the controversy stuff going on into these versions, I mean... For one, there has been initial backlash of these games in general because from one side of it, you know, there are still the type of Pokemon fans that want every single Pokemon go forth and be playable inside of these games. I understand where they're going from. I mean, I'm te technically not inside that camp. I'm more or less kind of like a purist in regards to, hey, it's a remake of Diamond and Pearl and with some Platinum stuff added into it, you know. Have the original 493 that was inside that game will just focus upon these set of Pokemon and stuff like that. Have it be like how it was back around 2009, I want to say, or 2007, mm -hmm. like 2007, some aspects of that. But uh, let's see. I haven't read too much other stuff that was, say, a big thing of controversy, but I did know that there were some aspects of Platinum that were being implemented inside of these new Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Like, for example... Pokemon walking out, like, walking with you in regards to going from certain places. I saw some people gripe about the freaking, like, character arts in regards to the models in-game. I'm thinking, God, that's fucking petty as shit. You know, that doesn't really cause that much of a detriment. Even though it does look kind of like... Even though it's kind of look kind of like a sleekish, sort of like a cartoony type of style. But at the same time, it's a Pokemon game, you know? It's like, you're gonna expect things that are kind of whimsical in a fantasy science sense. But, uh... Gosh, other than that, the only other things I've heard to like about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is like the different Pokemon that are going to be selectable for these two versions. So it's like, I think it was like what Brilliant Diamond had like the legendary dogs, you know, Raikou, Intei, Suicune, and stuff like that, Ho-Oh, and then there was like the version exclusives from back then, like say Craniados, and I know there was some other, another exclusive and stuff. There are, I don't know the exact how many creatures there are, but I do know that the legendary birds are inside Shining Pearl, which is like Zapdos, Articuno, hmm. Moltres, Lugia, like that version, you know, that have that, you know. It's kind of interesting, because it's like Brilliant Diamond has Ho-Oh, Shining Pearl has got Lugia, and it's like, you have the legendary dogs of Johto and the Brilliant Diamond, then you have like the freaking legendary birds of Kanto inside of freaking Shining, like, Pearl and stuff. But it was confirmed that instead of like having that feature 
that these games had where you could collect the poke you, know, you can like catch the pokemon inside of this like a capture safari sort of esque type of thing where you could import your creatures in but in order for you to actually use them you have to play this mini game to where you have to capture them inside that game with the pokeball and then you could use them this one is more or less sort of like that only you can capture they have the potential of capturing legendary pokemon you have hmm. like uh, that you wouldn't have had in regards, you know, you probably wouldn't have seen anywhere inside the games themselves. Like, you have the chance of, like, getting certain Pokemon, like, say, like, Shaman, for instance. Shaman is, like, a legendary Pokemon inside that Gen 4 Pokemon games to where it's, like, there was a special event that you could get from a Nintendo in regards to that, and then you go forth and you either downloaded the thing or you went to some sort of special event and got the code for it. That you can go to a specific area, you get to encounter Shaman, you get to capture that creature, then you can go forth and use it. There's some similar stuff to that, only it ties into the save data of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and also ties into the data of Pokemon Swords, Pokemon Shield. Yeah, so you get, get Mew. Yes, you get Mew with the Let's Go games, and then you get like uh, Jirachi with the data from Sword and Shield. Oh, okay. Both of these Pokemon, incredibly rare to find legitimate. Especially Jirachi, because with Jirachi, that legendary Pokemon, the only way you could have gotten that thing legit is if you had the pre-order for Pokemon Coliseum on the GameCube. <laughs> yes, that's that's an actual thing. And the only reason why I had a chance back in the day to complete a Pokedex back around, oh god, for Omega Ruby or something like that, is because I knew a friend that had a legit Jirachi that would actually trade it to me and trade it back. Huh. You know? That was one of those type of things, man. But as far as the other controversy, Tyler, man, I I don't know. I haven't been paying too much attention other than okay. the stuff I've been reading. But I'm I'm still excited about playing Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. You know, it's going to be a little bit towards memory lane, but at the same time, it's going to be that type of comfort food that I'm going to go forth and enjoy once it does release. Cool. Yeah, I got one pre-order. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up now. I'm kind of jonesing a little bit as we get closer to a Pokemon game, so I might just check it out. Um, but some other news here: um, Metal Gear games. You know, we were just talking about you know GTA yes. getting pulled. Um, the Metal Gear uh, One, Two, and Three just got pulled from stores. They did give like a, a, a few days heads up, but they had to pull it due to some licensing issues with some of the yeah. archive footage that they use in the game that deals with like actually has like real like FMV uh, videos, um, and there's just licensing licensing issue. Uh, so their work, Konami is actually working on getting that back, but they did currently, I think actually it's two and three. I don't think about, I don't think one's available anywhere else. Um, but they actually had to pull, uh, those down, um, for the time being. So what, what was your thoughts on here about this cables? Well, honestly, the thoughts about it were it's like, it kind of caught me by surprise, but at the same point, you know, they gave a couple of days notice in regards to, Hey, you know what, we're going to be taking these games off these storefronts like on November 8th, I think it was, of that record, of yeah. uh, that news releasing, where when I heard about it, it was the day of, and I thought to myself, it's like, oh man, you mean I can't I can't go forth and download these games <laughs> or have a chance to go through? Because my main concern is, hey, you know what, I'm not going to be able to play Metal Gear Solid 4 again, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, even though it's temporary, Well, 4 still up me. there, it's just 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my initial, I'm just speaking like the original thought I had in my mind is like, you know what, I 
want to play these games like on <laughs> either on like my PS3 or whatsoever. I just I had a feeling where I wanted to play through the entire series of Metal Gear Solid again. Mm -hmm. So it's like I went on to Amazon. I got that Metal Gear collection, that Metal Gear Solid collection for the PS3. It was brand new. It was like twenty something dollars. I'm like, you know what? This gives me an excuse to play through the games plus Metal Gear Solid 4 once again. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'll get that. Though, even though I did get the game and then the case was cracked beyond shit. But at the same point, the discs are in great shape. So I'm like, I lucked out. Did you get this on Amazon? Or... Yep. All right. Yeah, I did. I... Go ahead keep talking. I got to show you something real fast. Okay. So anyway... <clears throat> Yeah, I got these games. I got the collection off of Amazon. It did come in the mail fairly quickly, but there was no packaging at all inside the envelope that it was shipped in. I'm highly suspecting it may have been like an Amazon warehouse thing, but anyway, yeah, I got the Metal Gear discs. I wanted to go forth and play through Metal Gear Solid, and quintessentially, yeah, I was kind of pissed when I saw my Metal Gear discs, my Metal Gear case and stuff like that just being cracked on the edge, so... I'm just going to try to track down a replacement case at this point because the games are still in great shape. It's just... Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I also ordered something on Amazon yeah. uh, a few days ago. I ordered a... I, 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 my favorite smell in the world is like pumpkin spice. Yeah. I don't like the... I don't like tasting it, but I love the smell. So I yeah. love... This is my favorite... Like this time of year, like October when like that, that candle and everybody's selling the scents. Love it. So I'm like, well, fuck, before the candles go away, there's a couple people I like to uh, buy candles from. Um, like they're like, they sell, they just like, they're small businesses. They always, you can only get them on Amazon. And, uh, I want to order a couple of these before it goes away. So I ordered, I ordered one. Uh, I was going to, I was going to order another one when I got paid. Uh, so I got it in the mail yesterday, Gables, uh -huh. but I opened the box up this morning. You want to see the candle I got? Yeah. <laughs> 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 for our listeners tyler is holding up four things of snuggle shampoo the, the, it no like. it's the snuggles that you put in the washer to like make your clothes smell good i got four pack of snuggy super fresh spring burst uh, <laughs> you ordered a fucking candle they give you fucking snuggy shit yeah oh. yeah i sent my mom i sent my mom a video of me opening up the the box and she's she just she called me like laughing so yeah, it never happened to me before, but it's been a weird week for Amazon, I guess, because you're getting shit broken. I although I did have uh, one time when I had a uh, the new NCAA football had the one that had RG three on the cover. Uh, uh, they got day came out the the packaging was completely crushed and the box was or the and the disc was actually ruined too. Um, wow, so I've had that, I've had that before, but um, yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny uh, bringing that up. But uh, yeah, I mean it's a big bummer, but it's you know. Um, this doesn't seem. This isn't just them being. Ah, oh, we're pulling it. It's just you know. This is actually an issue they can't not yeah. avoid. So I, I think it'll be up. Cause, I mean, it's. I know it's Konami and they're a weird company about shit, but it's also Metal Gear is. They're you know th that and Castlevania are like their top tier, um, uh, franchises. So I imagine they'll be up yeah. back soon. And when it does come back up, I, gu I guarantee it's going to sell really well. Uh, yeah. for you know, for for their standards, anyways. Uh, moving on here, I'm not really too much out here. Steam Deck uh is delayed from December to February. They basically said anybody that ordered it, there was tiers to where you would get it from. Basically, everybody's got back, pushed back two months. 
yeah. due to issues just making um, the console, which is happening right now. Like we just seen PlayStation announced that they had a lower of what they were expecting to sell uh, in this uh, fiscal year by a million. Nintendo announced the same thing just last month where they or la- last week where they said they had to uh, do the same thing. I think they dropped it as either a million or a million point five. So, I mean, that's just where we're at right now. Uh, obviously, the issue with the chip shortage and just manufacturing in general is just got an ongoing issue. But this one's really exciting, Gables. I want to talk about one versus one hundred. Apparently, is making a comeback for Xbox. I don't know hmm. if you remember this on three sixty. Uh, I remember tidbits. Never participated, but oh I my do God. remember the contests. I remember. I never got to be in the one or the one hundred, but being in the audience and like getting in a party chat with my friends. Like this is like probably like oh eight oh nine ish maybe when this happened, and just like early days of like Xbox, and then them really trying to push the Xbox Live service uh, as in a whole, like just trying to get people to subscribe to it and use it. Um, I fucking loved it, and I never won anything. Like if you like. Um, made it far enough or answer enough questions correctly. Uh, you got, you, uh, you earn like Microsoft points or you would get, um, you might win like an Xbox live arcade game. Uh, if you got really deep in there, you win actually like a ton of points or actually like real, like physical prizes, whether it's actual full on games or, uh, money or whatever. Um, if people don't know is it's actually based off a real, uh, game show where like yeah. there's one person, uh, gets a hundred people, and uh, they keep answering, and basically, you just the the one can leave it. At, the further they go, the more like the higher the the more they win, and they can stop at any point. But if they they get wrong, then whoever's left of the hundred, every time one of the the one versus one hundred, if anybody in the hundred gets the question wrong, they're out. Um, they keep going until basically either the um, the one leaves or gets it wrong or out outlives the one hundred. And there's like people in the audience. And they can answer questions from the audience and stuff too. And in the audience, you can participate. It was always a good time. I had fun with it. Uh, and I, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but um, you know, like definitely as we get older, it's harder and harder to get people together to play games anymore. Uh, yeah. But I definitely had a great time playing with my friends. This is even like pre-talking shit, like playing this with people. So um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm pumped for this. I really am. When I, when I heard this news, I did a, uh, an audible. Fuck. Yeah. That was my reaction, so I was really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was like, I know you said that you don't you don't fully remember it, but I mean, you you kind of interested in checking this out? Well, honestly, it may it may be something I may check out, you know, just to see what's going on with it. You yeah. know, I just have like maybe a passive interest. Okay, and what we've seen other games do since then, like especially on phones, where they've had like the the uh, trivia royale or the uh, the HQ trivia, I think is what it's called. So people have done it since then. Um, I imagine with Xbox probably more interested now with the cloud and uh, PC and everything like that being available everywhere. So, uh, but anyways, Gables, moving on to what we've been playing. Gables, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Yeah, you can go first, man. All right. So I've only really been playing one game this week, Gables. I've been playing the shit out of Forza Horizon Five. I even nice. was so excited. I, so I I just talked about it at the time when they announced this. I think it was at E3. I was actually I wasn't super pumped for the game at that point. I was just really excited because of the controller. So let me. Anyway. Oh yeah, the controller is definitely oh, awesome. Oh god, look how sexy it is. So I'm showing it to the, for audio listeners. I'm showing them the, the controller. It's like a, you can see through it, but it's a yellow. It's like a pink and blue, bright blue, uh, of like splash in front of it. But what really cool is here is like cables. You can see the back of it here. Mm, the yes. the handles. So the handles for audio listeners. 
it's actually like a steering wheel. It's rubber yeah. and it's got like you can like it's got like little ridges in it and stuff like that. Ridge for her pleasure and mine. Um, but um, yeah, I I've been I've loved using that. Finally got that. It came in on Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Uh, the game came out Tuesday. Man, Gables, if this game would have came out just a few days earlier for extra life, holy shit, this might have just been my like twenty four hours because <laughs> I just can't stop playing this fucking game, Gables. I don't know why. I, I know why I'll get into that, but I don't know why it's poking me more. So I think than previous racing games or like I, you know, like I grew up loving like Mario Kart. I like, I enjoyed the shit out of cruising USA, even though I, I bet, right. like I like, I enjoyed cruising USA back in the day because I just, that's the only, like I had like five games, but um, like even growing up, like as an adult, like I really, the only racing games I've ever really ever like stuck with is like need for speed underground, Mario Kart, and then, like, I got into Forza Horizon 2 because I picked it up when that was, like, when I bought a 360. Um, that was, like, like my, my third 360 when I, 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 I bought two of them. They both crashed. And I just didn't, when I first came out, I'm like, well, fuck this thing. And then I went back and bought another one. And it, with, it came with Forza. And I played that shit of that with, like, my friends. And that was the most I ever got into it. And I really just got more into the creative side of it than anything else. Uh, but this one Gables, I even played a little bit of four. I played for a couple hours at like one, one time. And then like early on in game pass day, I'm like, Oh, that's fine. And I just moved mm-hmm. on. But this one, I put like over nine hours into it already. Nice. Um, like, so I was, like I said, I was off Tuesday and I basically just spent like five hours on Tuesday playing fucking Forza Horizon five. Like I just played it for like, I started just like, Oh, I'm going to boot up. Just check it out for a little bit. I wasn't like super, like I even talked about it a few weeks ago when we were talking about like the games we look forward to the rest of the year. We're like, I don't, I probably just plan on putting a few hours in this, checking it out, dip my toes in the water and like moving on. And it's, that's not the case. And it's just like, I just want to keep, like I played it. Like I said, Tuesday I picked up, started playing it for, I was like, I'm going to check it out for a little bit. And then like fucking four hours go by. I'm like, Holy shit. And I even like after work, if I have actually have like a little bit of time uh, before bed to like, usually I was like, watching practical jokers or just pop on YouTube or whatever. until the time to go to bed. No, I just playing Forza. Uh, that's been like my go-to. Uh, and like today, instead of watching the Hawkeye game, um, I was kind of like, I was just kind of watching on my phone a little bit, but instead of watching it on my TV, I was playing fucking Forza Gables. I just can't quit <laughs> playing this game. I just really like this game. It's so much fun. Uh, it's just like, and look, there's so many, like, I think so many cool, smart things they do. Where they just kind of like do little things like the chemicals in your brain that keep you want to keep going. Where they just like they give you like cars and you get wheel spins where you un- like every time you get up to a new level you get to yeah. do you get to spin the wheel and you unlock emotes or new cars or credits to buy more shit uh, to upgrade your cars or buy more cars. Um, and then like they're just constantly throwing shit at you where you're you're, you're always getting XP to upgrade your levels. Are you always uh, there's like so many different like things like so you have credits that are like the in-game currency you have um, experience points which obviously increase your level you have um, skill like s- skill points that you earn that are basically every time you fill up the bar you can yep. you can use those to like you know, every car has its own individual skill tree and you earn points by doing that just by like driving on the road doing drifting crashing in the shit. Uh, and then you can like multiply it. And then there's like cool things where you're just driving through the world and then like a song will come on the radio and they'll, there'll be like a, a skill song where all your points double during the, for the duration of that song. So you just go like a drive, like a fucking madman for like four minutes or whatever. How long the song is to like earn these points to unlock it so that you can like add more 
to increase your the car mastery of that by you know buying more shit for your skill tree. And then the fourth one is I can't remember what it's called, but like it's the thing that progresses the game and unlocks more challenges, unlocks like more chapters. Um, basically, progresses the campaign. There's there's like there's actually some like characters and shit like that, but it's not really much of a story. Um, but it's just man, I'm just having a fun. Like this game is just like fun. And it's a blast. And it's just, there's like no, like, like I said, there's no storyline. There's like, there's nothing about it. That's like progressing that part of it. But it was just like, just driving through the world and like, just driving like, Oh fuck, here's an event. Oh, here's a, here's a board I can break. Or here's a, so like that. It's yes. like, it's kind of, it's like, it's burnout paradise. Another racing game. I really got Absolutely. into back in the early 360 era. I have to for space that one. It's like, it's bring me back to that, that space where I was just having a blast just driving around the world, doing crazy shit, and then like just doing events and having a fucking blast. And this is what this game is. It's just fucking. It's just a blast. That's what it is. It's a blast, Gables. It's just. It's just fun shit. To bring back a term that we we're using a lot at the beginning. <laughs> it's just. Man, I, I the game is incredible. There's so many different cars you can unlock. Uh, I have a fucking. Um, I bought a Nissan Skyline, and you can actually like people can upload their their creations that they made of like art design for the cars. And I bought a Nissan Skyline because that's my boy Paul Walker, rest in peace, Paul Walker, love you, big buddy, uh, from Fast and Furious. I bought that because that's that was always his go to car in uh the Fast and Furious franchise. And someone had there was there was every single Fast and Furious Nissan Skyline art design. From every single Fast and Furious that he was in, I picked That's two Fast awesome. and Furious because that was a cool looking one to me. When I, um, even though it's not my favorite Fast and Furious, I thought that was a cool looking design. Um, so I've driven that around. I, f- I found a, um, a Maserati that had a poke. Someone made a like a really awesome fucking Pokemon design for, which is incredible. Like as Pikachu and Bulbasaur and Charmander and Eevee and like oh my god, it's incredible. The, the shit people can do in this thing is stunning. I don't know how people do it. Um, yeah, man, I, I, man, my God, I don't know. I just can't believe how much fun I'm having with this game. Like, like I said, I, I planned on jumping into it. Maybe I'll just dabble into it for a couple hours, and it's just like, man, that first fucking day. Like I said, I played four or five hours of it, just couldn't stop. Um, and I, I, I did not expect that. Like, Game Pass, it just continues to be the gift that keeps on giving this year. Because, man, without it, this would probably be a pretty uh, grim year for me, uh, for gaming wise. Um, but yeah, man, my God, I. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Like it's just like you're just doing goofy shit. Like you're just, you know, just jumping off shit. Uh, you're racing, fucking, uh, jet skis. People on jet skis. Um, and that, that's oddly enough, like the the least fun part of this game at times is like some of the uh, races. Honestly, like there's some cool like speed traps you can do where like you have to like just try to drive as fast as you can through the speed through this camera, or like jump off and like you can like there's ramps you can fly off and like you want to get so many feet. So you want to get as much speed, but you got like, also you want to make sure you land on all four tires and not flip because it doesn't count. Um, yeah. Like the racing sometimes is like the least fun part of it at, at points um, where, you know, like it doesn't, it's like, it's, I'm playing on average, uh, which is like the median difficulty. There's like five different levels. I think um, you could change it. And the higher the difficulty level you have it, the more credits you can earn for doing this. But it's like, I don't really want to have a challenge with the game. I just want to have a good time, but it's like, um, the, the like the straight up racing parts sometimes are at least fun. There's some cool like you're just fucking doing a drag race, which are awesome. Like those are my favorites when you just blowing fucking past everybody. Uh, oh yeah. But my god, I just but also the, in racing though when you're like race people and you like you drift past them, you, you do the slingshot. Oh man, always feels good in gaming. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I am having a fucking blast with this goddamn game. Uh, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Um, I, I feel like, like there's not a lot coming out for me the rest of this year. Like I am, like I said, I mentioned Pokemon's game. I'm probably going to pick up. That's not till Friday though. Uh, but I, I can see myself uh, just still dabbling in this game for on and off, at least for the next little while. I don't know if I'm like, I look at my friends list. I have multiple friends. that have already put over 20 hours into this. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm not as hardcore as them, but I can, I'll, I'll probably get to that, but it's not, I'm not going to be like, I can see in a few weeks from now, maybe I'm not playing this but for right now. This game is fucking incredible. It is climbing up the game of the year list for me. Gables. Uh, but yeah, nice. that's, that's all I've been playing. I did want to play house of ashes. My plan was to beat that. Um, okay, it's only like three or four hours. That's the until dawn people's new game. Um, okay, it's still sitting over there in plastic. And I was like, I'm going to play that. And I just, it's, it's, no, Forza, Forza is life right now. Wait, <laughs> tell me what you've been playing Gables. All right. So to piggyback off last week's games, I've been playing, I finished up guardians of the galaxy. I did beat that game, and jeez, man, that game, that game is pretty fucking fantastic for mm-hmm. what, initially, what I thought it was going to be. I came in having low expectations, I knew the game that uh, got some good reviews and stuff, and I knew that game was, like, our game of the show thing for, like, E3, especially for, like, Square Enix's, like, presser and stuff. A lot of people were down on it and stuff, mostly be due because of the hatred for Marvel's Avengers and like, the mismanagement Square Enix did for that game. But surprisingly, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite games of the year, especially after finishing it up, going through and concluding a lot of the story element stuff, a lot of decisions I made in regards to that paying off towards the end. And oh my gosh, dude, it's like, just when you think the game is over, all of a sudden it's like there's more stuff that you gotta get through. Yeah, that was when I said, oh shit, really? Like when we were talking, I'm like, wait, never. I'll I'll talk to you about it later. That was my, that was why. And, man, I got to admit, man, it kind of caught me off guard. I got to the left field and stuff. It's like, whoa, whoa, I still have to go more? I still have to do more of this game? Like, what? And it, it was definitely a fantastic experience, you know? It's like you go through the whole stuff. You get to face off against the final boss, and you have to go through all that rigmarole stuff. And, man, I had those moments exactly like what you stated and stuff when you had, like... Uh, Oh, God. You had a couple of songs that, like, pop up. When they do the little team, like, huddle and stuff like that. Yep. You had, like, Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero. Like, mm. just rocked at just the right time. Yeah. For that stuff. And with your best shot that final, pop on. Yep. That one as well. That was a pretty memorable one. Pretty much they get, with all, in terms of, like, a, a high escalating type of battle, regardless, like a specific situation and stuff, the music will play accordingly. Like if it's like a major boss battle or something like that, they know exactly what piece of music to insert in that situation in regards to, uh, having it pump up to like another level. And that final boss battle, all of a sudden I had Bonnie Tyler just like screaming like that song and stuff like that. I need a hero that made it much more epic when you're going through and having that game when you're just, just kicking the shit out of the final boss and doing this and just doing a lot of various team attacks and doing that. Yeah, that made that experience very much worthwhile. I mean, I went into the game... Okay, the story element was strong. I was highly satisfied with going through and, like, following Star-Lord and stuff and the whole Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff and their 
overall evolution throughout that entire game and stuff to where pretty much where the game starts is like they're a ragtag group of people that just form together and stuff and then all of a sudden you learn a bunch about them and specifics and like for each character like you have Gamora like the daughter of Thanos and stuff like that like the adopted daughter of Thanos and you have like Stark like Star Lord pretty much like is this kid or something that inherited these like inherited stuff from his dad and stuff like that his mom got killed blah 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 and it's like it just evolved itself you know to uh where they were at the beginning of the game, totally different than what they were when they ended the game, where their mm-hmm. characters seem to have evolved to a certain extent to where you actually sympathize a lot with a lot of their characters' struggles. I did not expect that inside this game. I thought it was going to be like a straight-up, like, uh, gameplay, like, strong gameplay thing only with maybe minimal, like, minimal, like, story, like, progression stuff that would not have mattered. Like, they were probably going to be, like, the same characters going from the beginning to the end. That obviously was a huge surprise for me. The other was actually how fun the combat was going through and do the team stuff. They Square Enix pretty much used what worked inside of a Marvel's Avengers, even though I never played that game. I could see mm-hmm. where a lot of that stuff is implemented inside Guardians of the Galaxy. It's more like Final Fantasy remake light than right. it is Avengers. And that's a good point. Yes, it is sort of like that in regards to the whole gameplay structure and stuff, but it works. It works there. You have a lot of your teammates there with you. Their combo attacks make sense. You do auto attacks with some of your party members. You can go through and have like group revive the entirety or heal the entirety of the party. He's the group healer and support pretty much. And then you have like a more, which is pretty much like a DPS and stuff like that. You have Drax is sort of like a tank and you have rocket with like a whole bunch of like uh, range attacks and stuff like that with his guns and all this other shit. But <sighs> The best overall feeling I had playing that game is, like, exploring a lot of the world, a lot of terrains around the environments, finding these little hidden items or hidden, like, type of, like, uh, no, just hidden, like, type of uh, resources that you needed to go through and collect, like, from costumes, from, like, things to improving your weapons or earning ability points and stuff. I have already gotten all the abilities. I've already gotten all the freaking like perks and stuff for the characters and stuff like that. I haven't got all the entirety of the costumes. I know at this point in time, I feel like I'm good playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I will go back to it. I have like maybe 86% unlocked for the trophy count for that thing. Maybe the next year or something like that, I may want to aim for the Platinum. I have it set now for the second playthrough, like on the the easy difficulty, because Mm -hmm. I've already experienced the game, what it's supposed to be experienced on, the normal mode for it. Loved it. Definitely going to have a fun time with it next year, because there are a couple other games I did start this week. One was a game that I bought last week, which was Tales of Arise. Oh, nice. So, Tales of Arise, JRPG within like the uh, tales of series honestly the games the game looks pretty fucking good as well that's a commonality between say come like uh, guardians of the galaxy and tales of arise both are kind of like rpg-esque more or less more action like action rpg-esque both of them both of them look pretty fucking fantastic in my honest opinion for tales of arise you can see the cell shaded art style art style in full effect there are a lot of good like uh implemented details inside of environments and stuff i've only played like maybe an hour maybe a little over an hour at most but i haven't really experienced a lot of what this story has to go forth and offer from the beginning 
quintessentially from where it starts off, you're a person that has amnesia, that has to figure out who he is, and on top of that, it's like you're given the name Iron Mask because when you were found and stuff, you basically have this gigantic iron mask on your face, but somehow you can, you're can you able to see, breathe, and do this other stuff, and even eat, which is kind of weird because it looks like you just have a big old metal slab on your face. <laughs> don't, don't bring logic to this conversation. I know, right? <sighs> Instead of a fantasy, fantasy setting, you know, bringing in logic is sort of like the Achilles heel of it. Anyway, <laughs> from there, you are thrusted into a situation to where you have this kingdom, right, that's divided into five sections. Basically, you have a race of people that pretty much went through and invaded everything and then just quintessentially took over and stuff and, like, kind of enslaved another, like, uh, race of people and stuff. And just did a whole bunch of, like, terrible shit. And pretty much the main core aspect of what's going on here is you have these five warlords, right? That are the leaders of each individual sections. Every ten years and stuff, they gather enough of this specific type of resource. And the one that has the most resource is the one that's the king. And have to do all this stuff. So how they go through and mine the resources is they have the people who are enslaved mine that stuff for them manually because of the fact that they can only they can do that by doing it manually instead of doing it with machines and stuff that they already own and this and that but uh the main conflict inside of this game it's man versus world quintessentially because it's like you are tasked against like all the odds are against you everything's against you and stuff like that and you have to somehow find a way to not only excel and defeat this uh like, this gigantic, like, evil empire and stuff, and, like, all these different warlords and stuff, but somehow, like, help out, like, a mysterious girl or something like that that has this mysterious power, you know? It's it's typical JRPG tropes, I can admit that. I mean, it's not entirely original, but the game looks great so far. The combat in of itself is simple to understand. It's quintessentially the standard action RPG in the Tales of series to where... You can go forth and, like, target a character, target an enemy. You can go through an attack a whole bunch of times. You can do, like, specific type of attacks. There is cooking. There is types of, like, collecting certain things and stuff. It's fairly early on, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very easy to grasp and uh, understand if you have a basic understanding of RPGs in general. But the game that kind of caught me by surprise is Ender Lilies. So, Ender Lilies. For those that don't know, this is a indie game that released this past year. About a month ago, I was researching some of the best Metroidvania games, right? Basically, the games that gamers would associate with the franchises of Metroid and Castlevania. Metroid Dread probably be on that list. Well, Metroid Dread definitely is, I would feel like, on that list because it's... Well, only because and stuff like that, it is a strong, it does have a strong, it does have like a strong like a gameplay sense, strong level design stuff. I don't know where it would place because I haven't finished that game yet. But in regards to this story, in regards to this game, it came up because I kept seeing this game being of the best of lists of this year. Hmm. And the concept of it is like, you are a girl that is like a white priestess, Right that has to go forth and you have this specific responsibility that you have to upheld and quintessentially you meet 
other types of like uh, evil spirits or something like that you can cleanse you can purify and these these like evil like uh, entities and stuff like that used to be people but died because of a specific not a cataclysmic event which was like a it was a day that there was this, like this bunch it was like a traumatic event or something like that where it's like uh this specific type of rain or something like that fell and just wiped out like the entirety of this in pretty much the entirety of this like this world in oh death stranding sort of like that yeah it's sort of like that but not really in regards of it being boring <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's actually a good game to play gotcha absolutely absolutely and here's why it's because on its surface it lures you into a false false sense of security like you think it's going to be an easy type of experience because for one it's a standard sort of like an action rpg style of metroidvania game to where you travel from point to point go to a specific portion of the map you need certain abilities to progress to certain areas but the thing about it is it retains elements of another game series that uh, i chip away at from time to time it's the dark souls series right but you do gain levels in this game but depending upon what type of spirits you equipped on and depending upon what type of like weapons you go through and use your resources and stuff these enemies can actually be fairly be difficult but not like so difficult to the extent to where you're throwing your controllers against the freaking walls or anything else like that but you're able to go forth and beat them if you pretty much use a lot of common sense in regards to being patient and doing this and doing that, you know. But uh, what caught me off guard are the boss battles. The boss battles are pretty involved in regards to how they don't hold your hand in a sense. So to give up a good example of like how the difficulty kind of spiked a little bit, the first portion of the game you face off against the first boss, you can't just, wettle, just like uh, go through and just hack and slash this thing repeatedly and stuff in order to take it out it has specific type of patterns and stuff that will go through and counteract and that you have to actively try to avoid and dodge at specific times you have to use your dodge function fairly frequently in order to avoid specific types of attacks so it's like timing dodging are fairly key in regards to this game as opposed to some of the other games of its type what kind of draws me into this game one, the melancholy music, the atmosphere of this game feels unlike any other type of game I've played this year. To where it's like, it gives you a great sense of immersion inside of this this sort of like desolate sort of... This desolate sort of like a game in and of itself. Because here you are, you control a little girl, right? It was like a white priestess who has to get the help of different types of spirits that she's purified and stuff, and use their attacks. That's the main gimmick of this game. When you collect certain, like, purify certain souls, you gain certain abilities. So, for example, you start off with this one character that just uses a sword, and so you can use that an infinite number of times. But during the first boss battle that you go through and you face, you actually get the uh, ability to do the double jump, Right? And so not only do you do like a double jump instinctively, she also has another attack you can use that has like a ball and chain. And so the, once you use the command to do the ball and Typical. chain, she'll go through and just like swing this ball and chain around and stuff and do like chip damage and stuff. But the further you get in and the further you go through and explore, 
which is another point of emphasis I like to say that I like about it, is that it makes you want to explore every bit of the of an area to see if you've actually gotten every single bit inside of a specific area because it rewards you for doing so. It's like when you go through and get these like uh, different types of spirits and stuff, you may realize that, oh, okay, it you can only use it for this specific amount. Like, for example, I have this sort of spirit, you know, that acts like a, a crow, right? And so what it does is long-range damage. So I press the triangle button that I have it set on and stuff, and uh, quintessentially if an enemy is like a couple feet in front of me or something like that, or a little bit farther out, it'll automatically shoot like uh, blasts like in the direction that I'm facing. So it'll start to whittle down a little bit, so it'll maybe do like about three of them to take out one enemy or do five of them and stuff, and so the counter goes down, this and that. But uh, the best part about it is like using the boss enemies' spirits like on your side and stuff, it could be a fantastic experience in and of itself, especially with the second boss. Now, what went really kind of lured me into wanting to play this game more was the encounter with the second boss. Because until that point, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a standard sort of like Metroidvania-style affair. Like, standard combat enemies they are kind of a little bit difficult and stuff like that, but not really too hard. And then I died like about seven or eight times in the second boss. Because there are split decisions you have to make that you can't rush into. But what I... The thing about it is, even though I was dying, I wasn't getting frustrated at all. I knew for a fact, 100%, that it was a lot of my execution that was sloppy, that was leading me to, like, just being killed over and over again. But the thing about it is, you also have the ability to go forth and heal through prayer. You have three slots, right? They have little intricate little, they have, like, little, like, symbols, that every time you press and hold the L1 button, you can actually recover a bit of energy. So it's like, you pretty much go forth and you uh, destroy these white lotus flowers, right? That'll give you more of that prayer energy for you to recover your health. Inside of this boss battle, I had to go forth and try to stagnate a lot of that stuff. Because what would happen would be, I would do a couple of different attacks... And then it's like he'll he would do like a specific type of area of effect attack to where he'd have his sword and he'd go forward and just start swinging it around or especially if you get like past like uh, his midpoint of his health to where he started attacking a lot more quicker and I could only get like maybe a couple shots before he'll jump in the air and I like, just do this freaking like uh, sword thrust to the ground and stuff like that you're quintessentially battling against this like this burly kind of like Viking warrior right. But he'll do, like, area of effect damage. He'll go forth and he'll, like, uh, do, like, a ground pound and stuff. And there'll be, like, waves of energy that'll spread from each side of his sword that you have to dodge and this and that. It was pretty in-depth in terms of a boss battle. I fairly enjoyed that. It was definitely a little bit harder than the norm. But at the same time, that in correlation with what I had experienced so far kind of lured me and kind of snared me into like, okay, now I'm interested in this. This feels different than what I'm accustomed to in this style of a game. So I've spent maybe like about an hour and a half, possibly two hours playing this game, but already from what I've played, this feels like something that is definitely memorable and definitely something I hadn't experienced before inside of this type of genre of game. 
at this point, I'm in the... I believe I'm in the third major area of it. I haven't gotten through the third major boss battle yet, but I'm highly suspecting I'm going to be stumbling upon it pretty soon. But... I love the way the game's music reacts to certain environments. I love the way it plays because of how because of how simple it is. Even though the dodge mechanic, you know, can be a little bit cumbersome, even I can admit that. But essentially you have the girl will actually just dive forward to dodge out of the way for stuff. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is like uh, sometimes the dodge animation is a little bit too longer than what you want to go through to avoid enemies and you end up dying as a result. <laughs> as a it, you know, you think of dodge mechanics in different games, like, okay, we're going to do, like, a somersault, like, this way, or somersault that way out of the way, or... But no, this girl just goes, she just lunges for, like, ugh! <laughs> just... <laughs> but Ender Lilies is definitely a game I would recommend people giving a try. It's not on Game Pass for the time being, but oh, not it has been on sale a couple of different times throughout this year. I picked it up on a sale, like, around a month ago. I took until now to play it, only because, for one, I was so enamored with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy during Extra Life. I had planned to play Ender Lilies during that, but 16 hours later, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I gotta have this done first. (laughs) But uh, definitely give Ender Lilies a try. It's a Metroidvania-style game that has Dark Souls element type of things to it, but it's not... I wouldn't call it as difficult to say like a Dark Souls game. But that's just an early goings from me. Definitely. It's definitely one of the more interesting games I had played this week. But yeah, that's about it. Oh, very cool, Gables. Well, I think that might wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked all of that, you like us, please go to um, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Anywhere where uh, podcasts are at, we're on them. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, five-star, share. Share is the big thing that helps us out. Like I said, please check us out on those places. Tell everybody about it. Uh, let them know that you like us. Thumbs ups, uh, comments, whatever you guys can do. We really appreciate it. Um, but anyways, I was, uh, until next time, I was, I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, play yourself some fun games. Watch some videos or do something to make yourself laugh. And most importantly of all, Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah? Cowboy shit. Nothing but cowboy shit, man. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya.